Hi, welcome to Two Towns Over. This show is made possible by our patrons. If you want to monetarily support the show, we're at patreon.com slash two towns over. If you can't support us financially, then you can support us algorithmically by liking, rating, and sharing. Thanks. Enjoy the show. I heard the click and it <laughs> fucked my brain up for a second. I don't know why. It just went, uh. <laughs> uh that sounds like really funny. And I think gonna, I would love that show. I'm going to bank enough One Piece to get you to watch the first episode with me. It's going to take a lot of One Piece, bud. That's fair. Yeah, if you okay. want to do like a ratio. <laughs> what is it? 1,000 to 1 right now? Uh, it would be more like uh, one, 104. Four, one oh five, something like that to one. There's only two episodes. Is on one hundred right now. Yeah. If it was a hundred episodes, maybe three. I hope there's three. So if there's wow, if there's only three episodes, it's <laughs> literally like three hundred. I was gonna say it's like three hundred and fifty <laughs> episodes basically because you're at what ten forty one, something like that. Yeah, something like that. And movies, they have movies too. We yeah, might be in the 10th, but I don't know. I know the the manga 1086 was the last one I read. I think 1087 is out. I think 1088 comes out either Monday or Wednesday or something. I don't know. I know they're on like at least 1020 something for episodes too, right? Oh, they're in the 1040s, I think. Uh. Maybe 50s. All right. So welcome everybody to Two Towns Over. Uh still trying to get back into the swing of being a normal podcast yeah again. we're not a satanic panic podcast anymore yeah so it is really weird it is we can talk about things other than the satanic, satanic panic, panic that happened between the what's, 1400s and 2020 what's really ha! 1070 you guys nice God. wow so the sad thing is is i uh you know over the course of the seven months we were doing satanic panic uh i would find tiktoks of people talking about i can't the believe you panic. motherfuckers put me in one piece mode and then just change the subject <laughs> anyway sorry so i would download them to share on the facebook page uh-huh never did yep i just went through and deleted about 30 tiktok videos i had saved for the facebook page <laughs> but uh you sure you don't have adhd oh i'm sure i do actually i found out something tiktok again if you're having trouble with adhd and you need to focus according to one person on tiktok butt plug I would like to say, don't take medical advice from TikTok. <laughs> Apparently, a, a butt plug helps you focus. I don't know how that happens. Maybe I don't. <laughs> I've never personally tried that, but I, I doubt it. I'd be constantly distracted because there's a butt plug in my ass. Mm -hmm. If you're unfamiliar with a butt plug, I'm going to say that's not going to work for you. <laughs> But she was like all proud. She had one that had like a horse's tail. And... You are ending up in strange parts of TikTok, <laughs> and you need to watch your fucking algorithm. But no, it was AD, It was for ADHD. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. That was not a medicinal butt plug. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a suppository, bud. That's fully recreational. <laughs> she said it helped her focus and get her chores done. Uh, was she talking about... Her kinky chores or uh, her regular she still, like, chores? like washing dishes and shit. Mm. But anyways, 
if, I am, if you're not careful, your algorithm is going to get real fucking weird. It's too late I'm for him. Obviously. <laughs> I'm already on like every atheist, deconstruction, Satanist, TikTok algorithm. Still getting stuff from all that. But that's not what we're here to talk about. I am Donathan. I'm Hootie. <laughs> I'm, I'm Josh, also known as the Blowfish. Yes! Yes! Okay, thank you. <laughs> we and, didn't uh, coordinate that, and I was just kind of hoping. <laughs> but uh, we got a little just kind of light and fluffy piece today, because in a couple weeks we're going to be doing a heavy hitter if Josh has his way. Yeah. So yep. uh, uh, it's, I don't know what we're going to do next week. I have no fucking out. clue yet. I'll figure something out. And then the week <laughs> after that, uh, I'm hoping we're going to do... I don't, I don't want to name names. That a very prolific... Uh, it's not even really a serial uh, killer. See, you just gave it away right no, there. No, I didn't. No, I didn't. He's it, There is debate, and we're uh, going to get as deep the audience into that debate. Surrogate, uh-huh. I can think of... Four people what you, that right now off the top of my head. Fuck it. Go for it. I'll tell you if you're right. We're revealing, and I'm dedicating myself to doing it. Top guess, Manson. No. no. Okay. The other three guesses are just famous serial killers. Ted Bundy. No. Nope. Gein. Yep. yep. Damn it. Okay. That's I bitch. was hoping I wouldn't get it. <laughs> Gein, historically, one of my... Again, I know it's weird to say favorite serial killer, but... Not most, to our audience, it is most interesting serial killer. They've been they've been waiting years for this, <laughs> <laughs> or a year. I have. Mm, some of them have been waiting years. We've been doing this for almost two years. Yeah, yeah. and you and I ha- did a little bit before that. Yeah, but we never talked about serial killers and shit. Yeah, but if anybody listened to those episodes, they've been waiting a long ass time. All three hundred downloads that we had for the entire run of that that, that oh. podcast. You don't know. You don't know. But no, so this week... we're One gonna... day we're going to be at a con, somebody's going to come up to us, and they're going to be like, I listened to Tangents the day it dropped. And, he... <laughs> <laughs> and it will be your mom. No, nah, it won't. <laughs> Do any of the episodes of Tangents survive? Uh, yeah, I believe you can still uh, look them up on Oh, that's um, right. They Spotify. are on Spotify. They're um, just there, yeah. We should immediately rip, from, rip them from Spotify and put them on the Patreon. <laughs> I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to get them off Spotify. Oh. Plus, I've also, I think I've gotten rid of the files themselves because I never thought we'd need them again. Google download from Spotify. Uh Uh-huh. Follow the directions and and you're done. Got it. All right. But no, so this week what we're going to talk about is some of the uh, legends and conspiracy theories surrounding... Uh, again, ripped from the headlines, uh, the Titanic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, yep. I thought the, the Titanic, who has a death count five higher than it did a month ago. Yeah. <laughs> Plus one sub. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so we all know the story. On April 14, 1912, the Titanic collided with an iceberg, damaging the hull's plates uh, below the waterline on the starboard side. And I know there's actually a lot of interesting debate around, like, whose fault it was. Yeah, and we'll get to some of that. That's what I'm interested in. Yeah, Uh, yeah, causing uh, the front compartments to flood. 
The ship then sank two hours and 40 minutes later with approximately 1,496 fatalities as a result of drowning or hypothermia. Which, how many survivors <clears throat> did the Titanic have? Not as many. Uh, yeah. Also, we know that Kate Winslet got naked. Someone's car was defiled. Leonardo DiCaprio decided to, sacrifi- to sacrifice himself when he realized that Kate was over 24 years old. It's a tale as old as time. 705. There were 2,208 people on board. 705 survived. Damn. So that is uh, that is a lot of people. However, that's an abysmal percentage. Yeah, yeah. Like, we'll get to some of that. Wow. Too. Well, so, I know they like didn't have enough lifeboats. Right. Yeah, we've been hearing about this since 1912. Uh-huh. Since the sinking, many conspiracy theories good, have good been suggested. Call. It was 1912. Did you just look it up? No, I that's an autistic. That's it. he said it, but also that's just I did a report when I was like seven. Oh, okay, <laughs> and I just know that. <laughs> So, since the sinking, many conspiracy theories have been suggested regarding the disaster. Now, these theories have been refuted by people who were experts on the subject. Today, I hyperfixated on it because I saw the movie. Yeah. Um, and so, I just, yeah. You saw like, a high production value movie that was a real thing that I, happened. So I was literally obsessed. like seven or eight, and I didn't know I was ADHD or autistic at uh-huh. the time, and I just went ham. Yep. Um. So I actually know one thing else too. They didn't ever find the, um, they never found that staircase that they replicated. Yeah. But they found out that the reason that they never found it is because the wood that they used, which by the way, the the set for the Titanic, anything that was replicated was one for one. Yeah. Materials included, materials and the way they built it, if you know, as close as they could get it. Yeah, man. Uh, which means the Sp- Spielberg, right? Yep. Yeah. No, no, no. no. Uh, yeah, yeah. James Cameron. James Cameron. James yeah. Cameron. Um, I don't know why the fuck I thought it was Spielberg. Go because on. it's high production destruction. Yeah. Um, the the materials that the staircase and that the stuff was made out of uh, float floated. It it floated away. Oh. It just literally floated away and then rotted off somewhere. In I was the gonna deep say, do you probably. think there's like some fucking supervillain that's on a secret island somewhere out there that has the Titanic staircase? Must be right. <laughs> Gotta <laughs> a be a Bond villain out there. That's what all the staircases in the woods are. Yeah. Yeah. What the piece... fuck are you talking about? That's a that's a thing that people find like just stairs in the woods. It's a weirdly common thing yeah. to just see like a, a wooden staircase. Stairs. In the woods that goes to nothing. Yeah. It's just, just, it's, just a lone staircase built in the woods. Yes. Yeah. Hmm. We'll do an episode on it one day. I wonder why. So, since the th- sinking, many theories have Gotta been... Gotta be Fey. I told you, Florida <laughs> is just the summer part of the Feywild. There's the party cities. There's the crime city, a.k.a. Jacksonville. Uh, and also parts of Miami. Uh, then there's the... <laughs> then there's the rest of Florida, which is just the swamp or the springs. Uh-huh. That's it. All right. So first off, we're going to look at the most benign theory, that the ship was not hit by an the iceberg. Everglades as well. They're down there somewhere. But by so-called packed ice. Now, Captain L.M. Collins, a former member of the Ice Pilotage Service, based, a conclu- based his conclusion on three pieces of evidence and going off of his own experience of ice navigation and witness statements given at the two post-disaster inquiries. That was that what the Titanic hit was not an iceberg, but low-lying pack ice. His book, called The Sinking of the Titanic, The Mystery Solved, goes into further detail about the events. Now, number one, there were no reports of haze the entire night of the sinking, 
but at 11.30 p.m., the two lookouts spotted what they believed to be haze on the horizon, extending approximately 20 feet on, or 20 degrees on either side of the, ship, of the ship's bow. Now, Collins believes that what they saw was not haze, but a strip of pack ice three to four miles ahead of the ship. Now, each witness has a different or had a different description of the ice. 60 foot high by the lookouts, 100 foot high by quartermaster Rowe on the deck, and only very low in the water by fourth officer Boxhall uh, on the starboard side near the Th- that's, bridge. That's it's, a video game it, character. Boxhall? That's a tank. <laughs> that's a transformer <laughs> is what that is. That's, that's a Danny Phantom villain. Boxhall. <laughs> the Boxhall ghost. <laughs> Now, this is an optical phenomenon that is well known to ice navigators, where the flat sea and extreme cold distort the appearance of objects near the waterline, making them appear to be the height of the ship's lights, about 60 feet above the surface near the bow, and 100 feet high alongside the superstructures, explains what probably happened by the witness descriptions. So, what we're saying is it was a big fuck-off piece of ice. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Which is what an iceberg is, but apparently, no. This apparently, was... pack ice and and icebergs are different. Yeah. Well, so I mean, I I would get like a big sheet of floating ice. Definitely yeah. would be different from yeah an iceberg. An yeah. iceberg. And actually, they've done like they've sent they've got like all kinds of new like radar technology mm-hmm. that they sent it down and did like a complete scan of the entire ship. Yeah. Using this, and it created like a perfect three D rendering. There is no hole in the side of the ship. Really? So what they think happened, or at least one of the theories, is that they didn't actually hit an ice. They hit an iceberg, but the part that it hit was underwater. And it was like a shelf. And it just kind of scraped along the shelf. And it mm-hmm. wasn't like a big gash. Yeah. Is one the, the, the most prevalent theory now. Well, because they called it the unsinkable ship because it had like a few fail safes, right. right? Like and, there was redundancy built right. in. Right. And all of those fail safes failed. Yeah. <laughs> The irony. So it's so strange because the more redundancy you put in, you get diminishing returns. Yeah. So you have to, like, uh, pilots, planes, really have two of everything, and that seems to be about enough. Yeah. Uh, If you start having more of that, it gets – I mean, it's in computer programming as well. The more redundancy you put in, the less efficient and effective your program is. Mm -hmm. that goes for physical constructions as well as your life, your plans, anything. The more redundancy you put in, the harder it is to keep track of and the more points of failure there are. Like if you put it's fine. I don't <laughs> I'm too scrambled. So a third point he made was that the Titanic made a turn by rotating one third of the way from the bow, which caused her rudder to hard over and crushed her starboard side into an iceberg. Now, this would have caused the ship to flood, capsize, and sink within minutes, damaging the starboard side of the hull and potentially the superstructure. That's one theory. Now, the next theory is that a fire broke out in the Titanic's coal chamber. A fire began in one of Titanic's coal bunkers approximately 10 days prior to the ship's departure and continued to burn for several days into the voyage. Huh. Yeah. Well, it could have been like a fucking uh, Centralia situation where it just smoldered and nobody noticed. Because Centralia yeah. is the perfect example that coal can just smolder. Like forever. Forever. Yeah. So, 
Fires occurred frequently on board steamships due to spontaneous combustion of the coal. Now, the fires had to be extinguished with fire hoses. If there's one thing I know about combustion, it is almost never spontaneous. <laughs> it's, it's, there's always a reason. Yeah. Well, uh, by moving the it's coal. It's just you didn't mean to do it. So the fires had to be extinguished with fire hoses by moving the coal on top to another bunker and by removing the burning coal and feeding it into the furnace. Now, this event has led some authors to theorize that the fire exacerbated the effects of the iceberg collision by reducing the structural integrity of the hull oh. and the critical bulkhead. Yeah, well, I mean... So everybody knows they hit something because there are people who lived. Right. right. And they're like, there was a big bump, and then shit went sideways, <laughs> literally. A, a, literally. Big, a big bump when you're on a vehicle, you do not want to feel a big bump in. You, no. you specifically, specifically, <laughs> this voyage should be smooth. Like uh, Boats and planes, if you feel a big bump, you're going to die. Uh, planes, if you feel a lot of big bumps at one time, it's probably just bad turbulence. Right. Yeah. But if you feel one big bump uh-huh. and then shit goes sideways, literally, that's bad. Yep. <laughs> so in 2011, David J.H. Smith. Fucking They're all 1910 people, Don. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, posited this idea in his book, The Titanic. Okay, so we have actually discussed this. Well, I'm sorry. Never mind. We'll get to that theory. I'm sorry. In 2011, David J.H. Smith posited this idea in his book, The Titanic's Mummy, which looked at the event in a docudrama style. It was stated that the bunker fire was at the heart of the eventual disaster, claiming that decisions made because of the blaze led it to a collision course with the iceberg. The book also looks at the fire's physical effects on the ship, which claims it weakened the area of impact. Here's, here's what I know about the Titanic. Some stuff happened. Uh-huh. They hit an iceberg. Or pack some ice. ice. They hit some ice. Some frozen shit. Then it then it went belly up. Act like literally started sinking. Uh-huh. They had f- wh- no safety, real no safety regulations, really. Yep. Like out. they didn't have enough anything. So a lot of people died. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people also survived. To tell us, some shit happened, we hit some ice, it went down, lots of people died. So, my favorite thing about Titanic theories is that it's just bureaucratics. It's just people looking for a thing to blame and coming up with different theories that makes their brain happy. I, I, I don't have, it's not a criticism it's just no. an observation. Yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes it's a criticism. When you are doing that and you should be finding solutions, fucking stop and find a solution. But, but if you are doing that about something like the Titanic or space, it's the- fine. Theorizing is just good for your brain. It's just good for your brain. It's it's also fun. Yeah. So Sean, or uh, Sinan Maloney, Sinan, Sinan. Probably either. Uh, it's probably like an Irish name. It's probably something like Sean has suggested that attempts to extinguish the fire by shoveling burning coals into the engine furnaces may have been the primary reason for the Titanic steaming at full speed prior to the collision, despite ice warnings. Now, most experts disagree. Samuel Halpern has concluded that the bunker fire would Mm. not have weakened the watertight bulkhead sufficiently. Let him get through what he's reading. 
So Samuel Halpern has concluded that the bunker fire would not have weakened the watertight bulkhead sufficiently to cause it to collapse. Also, it has been alternately, alternatively suggested that the coal bunker fire actually helped Titanic to last longer during the sinking and prevented the ship from rolling over to starboard after the impact. Oh, because it still had so much momentum. Yeah. Due to the subtle port list created by the moving of coal inside the ship prior to the encounter with the iceberg. Oh, okay. So because like they moved all the... leaning to the opposite yeah, side or whatever right. of the roll. Now, some of the foremost... These foremost Titanic experts have published a detailed rebuttal of Maloney's claims. Now, another theory involved uh, Titanic's watertight doors. I'm just imagining a lot of old dudes in robes with a bunch of loose-leaf paper. Uh-huh. Just yelling at each other in a courtroom. <laughs> yep. Like a fucking amphitheater. Uh-huh. And they're just... Tossing, gesturing wildly. Yep. Yeah, yeah. No, it was this other thing that went wrong. So this theory suggests that if these doors had been open, the watertight doors, the Titanic would have settled on an even keel and therefore perhaps remained afloat long enough for rescue ships to arrive. Meanwhile, the engineers are like, we know what the fuck went wrong and how to fix it, but we got to do this first. Yep. <laughs> However, this theory has been rebutted for two reasons. First, the first four compartments were naturally watertight. Thus, it was impossible to lower the concentration of water in the bow significantly. Second, Bedford and Hackett have shown by calculations that any significant amount of water aft or boiler room number four would have resulted in capsizing the Titanic, which would have occurred about 30 minutes earlier than the actual time of sinking. Additionally, according to my calculations, <laughs> well, actually, additionally, the lighting would have been lost about 70 minutes after the collision due to the flooding of the boiler rooms. Now, Bedford and Hackett also oh. analyzed. Oh, 70 minutes. Okay, so that put some things into perspective for me. Um, how terrifying. How terrifying. You feel a big bump, as uh -huh. we discussed earlier. Things don't immediately go sideways. No, it, it it for long enough that you calm down. No, you you know that moment where you've been on a plane before, yeah? Once or twice. You as well. Mm -hmm. When you were on the plane, did it hit some serious turbulence mm -hmm. at all? You yeah. know how everyone on the plane will kind of look at each other and be like, ha, 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 like that nervous chuckle, like, yeah. oh, okay, we're fine. That was a little scary, but like we're all fine, and that's why we're laughing to each other, right? <laughs> It's that moment yeah. after the big bump where everyone's like, whoa, <laughs> that was fucking yeah. crazy. And then one of the, the crew comes along and goes, hey, guys, um, don't panic. Uh, <laughs> we're going to need you to get up to the main deck it's just because uh, um, it's... Uh, safety drill. Yeah, safety drill. Safety drill. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Yeah, so, safety so grab drill. Your, grab your life jackets and... Um, uh, don't grab your, don't, don't grab anything important because you'll, you'll be back. You'll be back. Yeah. It's yeah, just a drill. Just a drill. Just a drill. At, like we said, <laughs> planned. 11 o'clock at night. And, and then you have to be ready for safety at any time. Yes. So, or you might be asleep <laughs> and then the bump happens and then, oh, like an hour or so yeah. later, uh -huh. you've fallen back asleep or you're still partying. <laughs> And you, you're like, I know I've been drinking, but not that much. Uh-huh. Did I wet the bed? <laughs> and then people start screaming. Yep. <laughs> and then shit goes sideways, literally. And all hell literally breaks loose. Yeah. And like, how fucking scary must that be? To be like, 
Oh, oh, uh, okay, all right, we're well, fine. Oh, we, shit, we're uh, not fine. What was the ship that happened? It wasn't, it's been a while, but it wasn't that long ago. Was it the Concordia? I wouldn't know. There was a cruise ship that the, the captain was trying to impress his hometown. Oh, God. And got the ship too close to land and caused it to capsize. Or not capsize, what is it called when it just goes sideways? Because capsizing, no capsizing yeah. is when it goes upside down, isn't it? No, capsizing is when it when it flips it all. Yeah. yeah, but there's like a whole documentary of people recounting what it was like to be on the ship and it having to get insane. Yeah, so that would and it's so confusing. Yeah, to get out of especially like, if the ship goes sideways because you don't know which ways. Like up, well, like yeah, sideways or is it not oriented like you think it should be? Right. Yeah. Have you ever seen like security camera footage from ships that hit like really nasty waters? Yeah. And the shit in the room isn't bolted down, and yeah. you can just see it on the security camera footage sliding across the room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This podcast is powered by Podbean Podcast Hosting. Are you thinking about starting your own podcast or looking for the best home for your podcast? Check out all the amazing features that Podbean offers with unlimited bandwidth and storage for an affordable price. That's right, unlimited. Visit www.podbean.com unlimited to check it out today. That's P-O-D-B-E-A-N dot unlimited. So Bedford and Hackett also analyzed the hypothetical case that there were no bulkheads at all. Then the vessel would have capsized about 70 minutes before the actual time of sinking, and lighting would have been lost about 40 minutes after the collision. That whole paragraph made no sense to me. I don't know why I put it, it in. It's, it's just a bunch of different dudes being like, my math says this should have happened. <laughs> right. My math says this happened. But if this, then that happened. So later, in a 1998 documentary titled Titanic's Secrets Revealed, the Discovery Channel ran model simulations, which also rebutted this theory. The simulations indicated that opening Titanic's watertight doors would have caused the ship to capsize earlier than it actually sank by more than one half hour, supporting the findings of Bedford and Hackett. Now, Basically, they were like, hey, this, this is the one that matches most closely to the record of what happened. Right. So... One of the controversial and elaborate theories surrounding the sinking of the Titanic was advanced by Robin Gardner in his book, Titanic, The Ship That Never Sank. Oh, my God. Fuck off. Now, see, these are the ones that are stupid and irritate me. So that's why I did it. So Gardner draws (laughs) on several events and coincidences that occurred in the months, days, and hours leading up to the sinking of the Titanic and concludes that the ship that sank was, in fact, Titanic's sister ship, the Olympic. Fuck off. Disguised as the Titanic. Why? As an insurance scam by its owners, the International Mercantile Marine Group, controlled by American financier J.P. Morgan, that had acquired the White Star Line in 1902. Oh. <laughs> wow. That's a flat earther for you. Yeah. yeah. So researchers Bruce Beveridge and Steve Hall took issue with many of Gardner's claims in their book, Olympic and Titanic, The Truth Behind the Conspiracy. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> These motherfuckers have been around forever. Forever, forever. When was this book released? Uh, it doesn't say. I've just fucked up my algorithm forever. <laughs> yep. Uh, book by, by who? Uh, uh, Bruce Beveridge and Steve Hall. Bruce Beveridge? <laughs> the guy who sings the movie theater snack song? Yes. 
It's that same person. Oh, it was published in 2004. So these guys might legit be flat earthers. (laughs) Probably. Um, So Arthur Mark uh, Chernside has also raised serious questions about the switch theory. This guy? British? No, No, he's joking. No, you know, let's all go to the lobby. lobby. Oh, oh, oh. (laughs) Bruce Beveridge. Uh I get it now. Okay. (laughs) God damn it. Author Mark Chernside has also raised serious questions about the switch theory. British historian Gareth Russell, for his part, calls the theory so painfully ridiculous that one can only lament the thousands of trees which lost their lives to provide the paper on which it has been articulated. Oh my Maybe God. one tree. <laughs> Maybe one. You said the switch theory, and I'm like, I didn't know Nintendo was involved. This goes deeper than we thought. <laughs> So uh, he notes that since the sister ships had significant interior architectural and design differences, switching them secretly in a week would be nearly impossible from a practical standpoint. A switch would also not be economically worthwhile since the ship's owners could have simply damaged the ship while docked, for instance, by setting a fire and collected the insurance money from that accident, which would have been far less severe and infinitely less stupid than sailing her out into the middle of the Atlantic with thousands of people and their luggage on board yeah. and ramming her into an iceberg. Yeah. Well, and also, like, imagine staff died. Right. Like, mm-hmm. imagine, not only that, rich people died. Yeah. yeah. Like, w- okay. Truly a service. I mean, like, <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. People are victims. Listen. Yeah, they are. But, like, it's imagine that talk between the owners of right. the ship owners plural like imagine that talk at the fucking boardroom where they're like so we want to do an inf- uh, a, f- a fraud we want to do a fraud and everybody in the lo- in the room is like oh yes 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 golf clap okay good <laughs> and then <laughs> mm, third one this week lots mm-hmm, of fraud mm-hmm. lots of fraud happening in the boardroom this week mm, we love fraud uh, but a favorite and then they're like, so our plan is we get over a thousand people killed. Mm, yes. I Poor love people, it. I'm sure. Poor, Poor people, people, I'm no, sure. No, 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 no. No, no, sirs. You do not understand. Rich people. But those people are like me. Yes, we'll just, we'll, but don't go on the ship. Well... In actuality, most of the people that did die were poor. Yeah, no way. The rich people yeah. got off, obviously. Yeah. For sure. But some of them died. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And their staff, like you mentioned. Yeah. But like, those are poor people. But then also, imagine asking... We get the rich people off the boat first. Mm. Mm. That's why we only put half the needed lifeboats. We get less than half of the people out? Yes. Oh. That mm. way we don't have to mm. worry about the riffraff coming up from the bowels of the ship mm, like that one <laughs> grifter jack yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that... the people who won tickets they are the lowest priority <laughs> um <laughs> although technically he did get off the ship but that's neither here nor there you know, a, lot a lot of, of people got like off of the ship not in a fu- they all got off, they the all ship. got off the ship eventually but <laughs> anyway my point is then they have to ask the captain <laughs> who while he might be better paid than some of the crew, he's still working for his money. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know that that, that many people are just going to be cool with letting a bunch of people die. Hey, captain, do come here. I have a proposition for you. <laughs> You've heard the, the captain goes down with the ship, right? 
how would you like to do that? <laughs> uh, I'd, I'd rather not, sir. Mm. Yeah. Uh, how mm. much does it pay? Mm. More you, than your life is worth. I'll give you $20 million if you do it, but I'll be dead. $20 yes. million in $1912? I'll give you a billion dollars if you just sink with the ship. There were not a billion dollars in the world said, in 1912. <laughs> It's 1969. That amount of money doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> but uh, uh, don't worry. The conspiracies get worse. Oh, I'm sure. I'd, Surely. Yeah, you're so, easing us in as yes. you usually do. Some like conspiracy theories. Like, I love it when conspiracy theorists do that theory, though, because it, it, it implies that, like, they spent millions of dollars in, in today's economy, millions upon millions of dollars, to build a ship and show it off yeah. and like get a bunch of people to buy tickets or win them and get a whole shitload of people on this maiden voyage. Mm-hmm. Publicize it across the nation. Yep. Just to do an insurance fraud that's definitely going to be worth less than the amount of money that it took you to build the boat. Right. Just occurred to me we did basically a Shark Week episode and I didn't fucking talk about dark water mags. Oh, sorry. I'll, we did another shark one a few weeks ago. You didn't yeah, talk I did. about Did you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that the same week I tried to slip my throat with it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. <laughs> <laughs> was I not here for that? Yeah, yeah. I had when, an intrusive when, thought. When, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Okay. Yeah. Don, yeah, Don yeah. let the intrusive <laughs> thoughts win, and he picked up my megalodon tooth bottle opener and mimicked slitting his throat with it. <laughs> Yeah, I, was, I, I remember looking at you like, what the fuck? <laughs> so some conspiracy theorists believe that the Titanic was sunk on purpose to eliminate opposition to the creation of the Federal Reserve Bank. <laughs> some of the wealthiest men in the world were aboard the Titanic for her maiden voyage, several of whom, including John Jacob Astor IV, John Jacob Jingleheimer Schmidt, <laughs> Benjamin, he went down with the ship. <laughs> Benjamin Guggenheim <laughs> and Isidore Strauss. That's just a were allegedly opposed to the creation of a U.S. central bank. Ugh. Now, no evidence of their opposition to Morgan's centralized banking ideas has ever been found. Astor and Guggenheim never spoke publicly on the subject, while Strauss spoke in favor of the concept. Guggenheim? Yeah, it's in the Guggenheim Museum. John Jacob Guggenheim is Strauss? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. John Jacob Guggenheim Strauss. Fuck. So all three men... His name is hard to say. <laughs> <laughs> all three men died during the sinking. Now, conspiracy theorists suggest that J.P. Morgan, the 74-year-old financier who set up the eponymous banking firm, uh, arranged to have the men board the ship and then sunk it to eliminate them. Wow. Now, Morgan's nickname was... I need you to pull this ice into position precisely. (laughs) So Morgan, nicknamed the Napoleon of Wall Street... Had helped, gen- had helped create General Electric, U.S. Steel, and International Harvester, and was credited with almost single-handedly saving the U.S. banking system during the Panic of 1907. Morgan did have a hand in the creation of the Federal Reserve and owned the International Mercantile Marine, which owned the White Star Line and thus the Titanic. 
Now, Morgan, who had attended the Titanic's launching in 1911, had booked a personal suite aboard the ship with his own private promenade deck and a bath equipped with special designer-designed cigar holders. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. He was reportedly booked on the nah, ship's... Nah, if I ever get rich, I'm going to do some shit like that. <laughs> it's just custom-made cigar holders? Maybe. Yeah. Literally blunt holders, bud. Blunt holders, yeah, yeah, fair. Fair. <laughs> Have you seen the ones where it's like you you like press the button on the bottom and one just pops out? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sure have. I wish I could get one. That you could probably make one more easily than you could buy one. Probably I could. You're right. It's very easy woodworking. I won't. Yeah, me either. <laughs> <laughs> so- Morgan had apparently reportedly booked was booked on the ship's maiden voyage, but instead canceled the trip and remained at the French resort of Aix les Bains to enjoy his morning massage and sulfur bath. Uh, sulfur bath. Red here, mistress. <laughs> his allegedly last-minute cancellation has fueled speculation among conspiracy theorists that he knew of the ship's fate. Yes, I planned the whole thing. <laughs> now, this theory has been refuted by Titanic experts George Behay. Also, sulfur bath. Ugh. Yeah. Don Lynch. Yeah. Stinky. Yeah. Ew. Real gross. Stink. Real stinky. Icky. Yeah and Ray Lepian, who have each provided alternate, more widely accepted theories as to why Morgan canceled his trip. So even as the even before the Titanic sailed out of Southampton on April 14, 1912, on its maiden voyage, the luxury ocean liner bound for New York with 2,240 passengers and crew on board appeared to be jinxed. As it was pulling out of the harbor, the ship almost collided with the SS New York. As a Titanic, <laughs> so it just had a shitty helmsman. Yeah, as the Titanic was prepared to sail, some fifty booked passengers had such strong forebodings that they refused to board at the last minute, willing to lose the high cost of passage. Damn. Fourteen years prior to the maiden voyage. Oh. oh. Sulfur bath like hot spring sulfur. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking this man's just walking around smelling, smelling like, like hell itself. Literally that. I was thinking that as well. Apparently, it's different. So it for, ain't that one. 14 years prior to the maiden voyage, an eerie short story by American writer Morgan Andrew Roberson had been published, detailing the sinking of a fictional ocean liner, the Titan, after striking an iceberg some 400 nautical miles from Newfoundland, roughly the same location where the Titanic would end up going down. As with the Titanic, the fictional Titan did not have enough lifeboats. Two almanacs, Old Moore and... God, I was smoking. You can't say a joke like that while I'm smoking. What did I say? You said just like the Titanic, the Titan didn't have enough lifeboats. <laughs> well, it wasn't actually a joke. It was the name of the ship and the story. Yeah. Oh! Uh! Yeah, it's <laughs> funnier. I thought you were talking about the sub. No. I really wish, like, what the fuck was he's gonna make his sub and he's gonna call it the Titan? Uh, all, <laughs> what all did of, you think? All of the Titanic. Okay, what that's did bad you enough. Think, but why could he not call it the Titan One C? Too close for copyright reasons or something. There's no copyright to the Titanic. I would think mm, there might be actually. James Cameron might be very litigious. You don't know. Yeah, I don't know, but. <laughs> Okay, so what? He owns the rights to the Titanic now? Maybe the name. Calling it the Titan, like, dash 1C, so it's Titanic? 
He was a like billionaire, all not of a some genius. Borderlands. He, if he was a genius, he wouldn't have built his fucking sub out of polycarbonate, whatever carbon filters or whatever. He built it, it out of carbon fiber. Fiber. Which, uh, I saw. Somebody did a, a fantastic 3D rendering, uh, mm-hmm. this woman. I know you saw it, too. I I think I sent it to you. Not yet. No? Mm-mm. Fuck. Um, it was amazing. And she talks... Or maybe it wasn't her. Maybe it was somebody else that I saw talking about how uh, carbon fiber is very good for when the pressure is from the inside out. And you need titanium when the pressure is from the outside pushing in. Mm-hmm. 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 But he was like, nah, because metal it's stretches, fine. and when it stretches, it gets different properties based on how you stretch it, and so uh-huh. on and so forth. Metallurgy. Anyway, they, they fucking they. It, I mean, blink of an eye. Yeah, yeah. I mean, literally. L- literally. I'm gonna see if I can find that video to send to you real quick because it was really fucking cool. She plays it in slow motion, and then she plays like how fast the compression actually happened. Yeah. So two almanacs, the Oldmore Almanac and Zadkiel's Almanac, reported that shipping That's affairs... That's a wizard. What, Zadkiel? Yeah. Reported that shipping affairs will be disordered. The country is threatened with disaster. After a total solar eclipse, 53 years was due to occur in the UK during the Titanic's first voyage. When Edward Smith became the Titanic's captain on April 1st, he had already been involved in five major incidents. He became the captain on April 1st? Yes. Most recently involving the Titanic's sister ship, the Olympia. Are we sure he was the real captain? I don't know. Was April Fool's Day a thing back then? (laughs) He had also run several ships aground, hit a tugboat in New York Harbor. This motherfucker drunk. (laughs) For real. (laughs) And had been rammed by the warship HMS Hawk. He confessed to his friends that he felt jinxed, writes the author. Jinxed? You shouldn't be fucking captaining. (laughs) You have bad eyesight or a a problem. Inner ear issue, just no. So reportedly, some deckhands who served on the Olympia under Smith refused to serve again under him on the Titanic. You're a bad captain! (laughs) Passengers consulted psychics who warned against making the voyage on the Titanic. Irish astrologers... Of course they would! Psychics always want you to think doom and gloom! (laughs) Irish astrologer Count Lewis Hammond, known as Chiro, cautioned the British newspaper editor W.T. Stead against traveling on the Titanic. Chiro is an arcane trickster. C-H-E-I-R-O. Chiro? Chiro? Yeah. That's even more... That's even more. Chiro or Chero told him, I see more than a thousand people, you among them, struggling desperately in the water. They are screaming for help and fighting for their lives, but it does none of them any good, yourself included. $20, please. Stead still boarded the Titanic. Don, please. What? Sixpence. Sixpence. It's sorry. 19 to That's 12. right. And it is also... Clear. Uh, Chiero. It's gotta be Chiero, because that sounds mystically. <laughs> so Stead still boarded the Titanic on his way to speak at a World Peace Congress at Carnegie Hall at an invite from President William Howard Taft. He was last seen... What? <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm so sorry for this tangent, but I loved the Game Grumps for a long time, and one of my favorite 
uh, Game Grumps bits is when Aaron is trying to remember William Howard Taft's name, and he goes William Henry, William Henry Howard, uh, Howard Howard Taft. <laughs> it's so fucking funny to me, and I think about it every time I hear his name. So Staff or Stead was last seen reading a book in the first class smoking room as chaos unfolded around him. There is a memorial dedicated to him on Fifth Avenue near Central Park. Now. Uh, one of the most widely spread legends linked directly into the sectarianism, or sectarianism of the city of Belfast, where the ship was built. It was suggested that the ship was given the number 390904, which, when reflected or reversed, resembled the letters No Pope. A, sect- oh. <laughs> a sectarian slogan attacking Roman Catholics used by extreme Protestants in Northern Ireland, where the ship was built. In the extreme sectarianism of the region they, of the They time- did boobies. <laughs> exactly. That's what they did. Um, wow. So in the extreme sectarianism of the region at the time, the ship's sinking was alleged to be on account of anti-Catholicism by her manufacturers, the Harlan and Wolf Company, which had an almost exclusively Protestant workforce and an alleged record of hostility towards Catholics. Now, Harlan and Wolf did have a record of hiring a few Catholics, whether they were whether that was through policy or because the company's shipyard in Belfast's Bay was located in almost exclusively Protestant East Belfast, uh, through which few Catholics would travel, or a mixture of both is a matter of dispute. In fact, the RMS Olympic and RMS Titanic were assigned the yard numbers 400 and 401, respectively. Now, whatever the case may be, we cannot deny that the aura that the Titanic still holds over many people to this day, an aura so strong that some have given their very lives for a chance to look at the watery grave. Nice. And- <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And Some have given their lives in a very stupid anyway. And one of the things I mentioned, I said we'll get to it, but we didn't, was the the idea of the mummy. And we did that on our very, very first midweek episode, Josh and oh, I did, yeah. that there was a mummy that was found and it was being shipped over to America and it was cursed. Everybody that was dealing with it either got sick or died or whatever. And, a la the Dybbuk box. Right. Yeah. And then the... Um, uh, wherein we we find the ghost strokes. Right. And uh, uh, that um, the ship that the mummy was sailing on to America was the Titanic. You can just press play on that. This makes for riveting audio. I'm sure. But that was it. That was shit. 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 That was such a shitty episode. That was me trying to say short and sweet, and that was it at the same time. (laughs) But, um, but yeah, just trying to get back into the swing of not of of doing non-satanic panic content. Yeah, Yeah. had so much stuff planned ahead of time. You see the full speed one? Yeah, Yeah, shit's wild. And it's sad because I've got all these damn books now from doing the satanic panic that I don't want to give away. I don't want to like send it to like Goodwill or something. Cause if somebody gets turmoil in the toy box, you know, the whole thing about how he man and all that was satanic. Uh huh. They may take it as being serious uh-huh. and not like I did, which this is fucking bullshit. Why don't we raffle them to patrons? What are we talking about? All the satanic panic books and stuff that I have now that I have no use for anymore. Raffle them. Do something. We'll do something. 
We could Send just us we could just five give, give million everyone, dollars. We'll I give you the books. I was gonna say just for the patrons that we already have, we could just automatically enter an amount of tickets into a raffle based on their Patreon pledge. If they would want the books, yeah. But speaking of, yesterday I went out in the garage because we're trying to downsize, uh-huh. and I found a big box of books. One of the books I found was Blood of the Innocents, or yeah, Innocents. Uh-huh. Which was the book that was written shortly after the West Memphis Three. Oh. And it was the one that was the pro they did it book. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, we still kinda yeah. should read it. So I told that. Cindy, I was like would. I was like, we're gonna have to redo all of West Memphis Three. She goes, I dare you to tell Ruben and Josh <laughs> that you guys are doing West Memphis Three again. <laughs> I I am prepared for the for the, the OJ for the OJ the OJ Memphis. OJ Memphis. Uh, the the OJ three, but <laughs> um, I'm not doing no two or three episodes on it. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, seven no. episodes. I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> no, if we no, I think the most we'll ever do. Again. If you die, I'm gonna be the first suspect. <laughs> oh, it's gonna be sure. Cindy and then me. It's yeah. <laughs> Like we we will probably have officers on both of our doorsteps uh, before the day is out. They're gonna be like, "Hi, uh, you're a suspect." I'll be like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so that that was it. I just I just wanted to get back into the swing of things. No, that was a, that episode was a vibe. Yeah, so it was, it was a good one. Next week, uh, don't know what we're talking about, and then we're going to talk about murder and skin furniture. Yay. Hooray. <laughs> it's, it's crazy for the, as, as little, I don't say as little as he did, how he inspired three different movie monster icons. Mm-hmm. And a very good song. Which? Uh, Leatherface, of course. Leatherface and uh, Buffalo Bill. Oh. From Silence of the Lambs. Wow. I'd yep. fuck me. You want to fuck me? <laughs> it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets the hose again. Put the fucking lotion in the basket. <laughs> I've seen the movie once or twice. Oh, Don's just going to fucking do impressions till we fade out. <laughs> anyway, he's been... Jonathan. I've been Hootie. I've been the Blowfish. And I guess we're done. Fuck cancer. <laughs> I don't know cancer. how cancer. long this episode has been. Shout out the plant babies. Yes. Can't tell. Shout, Shout out, out to, to the, the plant, plant babies. babies. Uh, be good to yourselves. Thanks for coming. And as we get back on track, we'll, we'll, we'll get back on track. Don't forget, if you feel a big bump on an airplane or a boat, you got to Drax that sklounced. Draxed them. Squounced. I have no idea what the fuck that means. That's fine. It's okay. Don't tell him. I'm not gonna. All right. See you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.